glad of that tonight? Amen. God bless you. Good to see you. Hallelujah. You love the Lord? Isn't he good to us? Why don't you turn to your neighbor and just say how good he is to you. God bless you. you. Good to see each and every one of you this evening. Amen. Amen. Praying for Brother Danny this weekend at Brother Joe Green's and I just pray that God would just bless them there and our young people there and may God give them experience that will change their life forever. Amen. That's what our prayers, our ultimate goals are. So good to see you. We had a wonderful meeting at Brother Kelly Hildebrandt's, and he'll be here in in a, in a couple of months, and and uh, we've got some wonderful fall things going on, and we're looking forward to all what God's doing. But we had a wonderful meeting there. It's just a they had a they had the most pretty weather that we had ever been, so we were happy with that, and uh, really nice. And Sister Connie was under the weather for a few days, but glad she's starting to bounce back and. And uh, the change of weather kind of causes a lot of sinus issues and colds and those kinds of things. But we're glad to be here. Amen. Amen. I don't know if I'm really thrilled to see all the changing of the colors, but it's real beautiful, isn't it? Amen. Amen. We live in a beautiful part of the world. Amen. Amen. I know if you've not traveled much, it's kind of hard to appreciate, but you live in one of the most beautiful places in the entire world. Amen. Amen. Take advantage of it. And uh, the visitors that come here, I tell them, go to the park. Go to the park. So if you don't go to the park very often, go to the park. And all of that's going to get you ready for the park. Hallelujah. God bless you. If you will turn with me this evening to Psalms chapter 23, very familiar to you. I'd like to speak to you this afternoon on commissioned to speak. Amen. Amen. Yes. Praise the Lord for that. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, this is a good verse to read behind that. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, and he leadeth me beside of the still waters, and he restoreth my soul. And he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. I want you to know tonight, on our own, a lot of fear can happen. But as long as he's with me, I don't have fear. Thy rod 
and thy staff they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. I want you to just notice where David said, where God anoints me. This is where God anoints me. He prepares the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. John chapter 5 and verse 31. And Jesus was saying this. He said, if I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. There is another that beareth witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesseth of me is true. You sent unto John, and you bear witness unto the truth. But I receive not the testimony from man, but these things I say, that ye might be saved. He was a burning and shining light, and you were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. But I have greater witness than that of John. What a turning of the corner. But I have greater witness than that of John. For the works which the Father hath given me to finish, the works that I do, bear witness of me that the Father hath sent me. And the Father himself which hath sent me hath bore witness of me. And ye have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his shape. And ye have not his word abiding in you for whom he hath sent him ye believe not. Amen. Notice these words. Search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. Amen. And you will not come to me that ye might have life. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we love you with all of our hearts tonight. Lord, we thank you for your gathering this afternoon. And Lord, I just ask you that as you would anoint our hearts and anoint our lips, as we would study and prepare for this service. We ask you tonight that you would anoint this audience and congregation, those that are listening in now and those that will listen to it. We pray that you would speak to our hearts in a supernatural way this evening. Lord, touch the needs of this audience. Strengthen us, we pray in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Exodus chapter 14 and verse 12. These are quite powerful words. Is not this the word that ye did tell thee in Egypt, saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, I love these words, and Moses responded, and Moses was commissioned. Are you with me? Not just Moses, not just our prophet, but you. And Moses said unto the people, Fear you not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, 
which he will show you, you to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. I don't know if you can read a more powerful text than that. Can I just read it to you again? Remember, he was commissioned to stand in this spot. Now, how was he commissioned to stand there? He had stood beside of a bush that was not consumed with fire. He had met God himself. He didn't call himself. God called him. Political people didn't call him. God called him. Let's ask ourselves tonight, who called us? Who gathered us? Who anointed us for this age? God did. Now just as with your circumstances, listen, there they were and they were right amongst and the largest murderous situation was about to go on, a literal genocide. The greatest army of was buried down on them and it looked like they would drive them right into the Red Sea or destroy them there on that, on that beach area. I want you to understand. And people begin to respond. We'd have been better off. We'd have been better off. If you'd have just left us in Egypt, we would continue on. Are you with me now? But Moses responded. Sometimes you just got to respond in the face of all the unbelief that there is. Are you with me tonight? Two different powers comes to church. One is the power of faith. The other is the power of unbelief. It's to whom that you surrender yourself to. And when we begin to respond, this word is for me and the challenge is for me in this day. God could have chose a lot of different days for us to be born in. But he knew, pre-planning exactly when you would be born. What hour that you would be born. What circumstances you would be born under. Now notice what he said. Fear you not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you. And ye shall hold your peace. It's a powerful thing to be able to hold your tongue. It's a powerful thing for you to be able to hold your tongue. It's a powerful thing for you to be able to hold your tongue. Hallelujah. That's a powerful thing, isn't it? Are you with me? Ships have great rudders. Great machines have great things. But this tongue, the scripture says, no man can tame. It tells what's on the inside of your heart. You remember when Jesus was standing before the judgment, the greatest preacher, 
the greatest king, the greatest man that ever was lived, did more in his silence. He did more in his silence than men that has stood all day with great speeches. In 2 Chronicles chapter 25 and verse 15, and he said, Hearken ye, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou king Jehoshaphat, Thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid or be dismayed by reason of this great multitude. Notice these next words. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow you shall go down against me them, and, and behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook, and behold, the wilderness of the Jezreel. And ye shall not need to fight. I love these words. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself and stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord will be with you. God constantly reminds us that he'll be with us. Brother Branham was asked over and over again as he would stand before phenomenal audiences up into the hundreds of thousands of people. And God would do incredible, mind-boggling things before the people. Critics, false religions, setting literally feet away from him. Voodoo artists, demons trying to call up things against him. And they asked him, did you ever get nervous? No. He said he would be with me. Are you with me? He said he would be with me. Now he had something in common with Moses as he was standing here. And God spoke to him. Don't cry to me. Stretch your rod out over the sea. Now let me just say, you and I are not prophets, but we're sons and daughters of God. Let me explain to you as a reminder, sons and daughters of God have more authority in heaven than archangels. Sons and daughters of God have more authority in heaven than archangels. Turn to your neighbor and tell them that. Wormwood destroyed the world with water. Wormwood destroyed the world with water. Are you with me? You have more authority than the destroying angel of God. So imagine your power over hell. Are you with me? Imagine your power over hell. Is it not a wonder why the devil tries to keep you from believing who you are? Yeah. 
I wonder why the devil tries to keep you from believing who you are. Are you with me? And he tells you God don't love you. And this book is full of I love you. This book is full of promises. I'll be with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Hallelujah. Are you with me? People have promise keeper conventions. Listen, that's not a new thing. God's been a promise keeper since before the foundation of the world. And he's still a promise keeper tonight. Politicians only borrow it from God. They stand and make promises to things that people want to hear. And they make promises and make promises knowing they'll never be able to fulfill any of it. Everything has to be elected by Congress or these or some kind of power. Listen, God makes a promise. God's the infinite power that said, let there be a sun, moon, and stars. And he believed his own word. The thing with God was God spoke it and then believed his word. God deposited a part of himself inside of you. All that God was, he poured it into Christ. All that Christ was, he pours it into the church. You are the living epistle of God. You're literally a testimony living. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 21. To him that overcometh, This is your age. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Not to him that survives. Not to him that gets by. God knew this Laodicean age and how dark it would be and how deceitful it would be and how horrible it would be and how immorally corrupted it would be and how politically charged it would be and how homosexual filled it would be. He knew all that. God didn't say I'm not going to be able to have anybody. I'm going to have a bride. That's a predestinated, elected bride of Jesus Christ that will overcome. Hallelujah. I happen to actually believe that. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. Finally my brethren, be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For you wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and and against powers and against the rulers of the darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. The battle is for your position. The battle is for your position. The what makes the news out there is just dust fighting dust. Flesh, unredeemable flesh fighting unredeemable flesh. But the real battle that's going on that will never make ABC, CBS or whatever the nonsense is, it'll never make the news. It's the battle for your position. 
Hallelujah. It's not about our car. It's not about our house. It's not about our job. It's your position. It's your position. If Satan can keep you off your knees, he knows his kingdom won't shake. And he knows if the weakest of Christians go on their knees, the kingdom of hell shakes. And if they begin to talk to God, the only living true God, and they begin to recognize that I'm a part of the kingdom, I'm a citizen of another kingdom, I am a son and daughter of God, they can ask petitions on the living God and know that God is able to answer their prayer. So how does he work on you? How does this Satan work on you? Keeping you off your knees is one way. Listen, this isn't science. Just keep you off your knees. Keep you busy. Any of you ever get busy? Are you with me? Senior citizens are the busiest people in the world. You moms are changing diapers. You don't have no, no idea of what it's going to be like once you're retired of how busy you're going to be. I've been in the business world a long time. Just try to plan something with a senior citizen. They got to look at their calendar. Don't get mad. Just hang on here with me. I'm going to tell you, the fight ain't over when you turn 65. A Christian battle is not over with when you turn 75. It's all the way through the journey. Stand therefore with your loins girt about with truth. And heaven on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith. So many times we pick up the wrong shield. We pick up the wrong shield. The shield of doubt, the shield of fear, the shield of dread. How many of you ever had your daddy said, when we get home, I'm going to whip you. I'm going to give you something to cry for. The dread was worse than the whooping. Your daddy said, this is going to hurt you worse than it. I never did believe that statement. Brother Ron, I've, I just have so much fear. I, when I come up against things, I have so much fear. Quit crossing bridges till you get to them. I can't overcome three weeks from now till I get to it. A lot of people want to believe we're living in the eighth day. I got news for you. We're still living in Laodicea. Now, our, our, our soul is for the eighth day and we're going to the eighth day. But baby, we're still alive in this day. 
Jesus commissioned us, knowing we were going to have need some, some charge orders. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth not, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Shall they cast out devils and they shall speak with new tongues. And they shall take up serpents if they drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We fulfilled some of that in the last week or so. We got on a plane. We made the journey. We sat on the tarmac for, for two and a half, three hours. Before that, we even left Charlottesville. We just sat there. Then we missed, mixed our, we missed our next flight. And then we sat in Chicago about four to six more hours. And then we got to Calgary and we sat for a few more hours. And what I was supposed to do was get there at three and I got there at 11. 11. Did you enjoy your vacation, Brother Ron? No, I was going to work. My job's to go to work. Are you with me? I like what Billy Graham said one time. He said, you know, I really like my cabin here in North Carolina. He said, I really like my home place. But God told me to go. And he didn't give me excuse. He told us to go and preach the gospel. And so we go by the commission of the word of God and speak the truth of this day. And then there will be signs and wonders follow. So you can look back in your journey and see God did this and God did that and God did this and God did that and God did this. Brother Jason Jackson's watching this evening and we went to his place in, in June. And at his place, there's a list that after the meeting was over, there was a list that Brother Jason presented us over the coming weeks of the things that God did. And the list just kept growing and the list just kept growing and it just kept growing. Cancer was taken care of. Relationships were taken care of. One situation after another was taken care of over and over. We preached the word and then God gets the final amen. And then after we walked out of the building, uh, we walked out and a, and a person said, now, now listen, only Brother Branham could do that. You're too late. You're just way too late. It's to every believer. He gifts us all different to preach the gospel and different gifts in our lives. But let me just say this. These signs shall follow them that believe. Hallelujah. And we're given the badge of authority in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. never forget I was mowing grass behind our cabin. I was mowing grass behind the cabin and a 
we, we were pretty famous there in that area to have copperhead snakes and a copperhead just bit me, bit me right on the ankle and baby that thing was real. <clears throat> and he took off, disappeared, I couldn't see him and I went to get, I went to the power line, Brother Homer was working up there, went to the power line and, and I said, hey, I've been bit by a copperhead snake. He didn't grab me, take me to the hospital. He always had a, he always had a pill bottle in his, in his pocket. He pulled that pill bottle out, gave me two Benadryl, put his hand on my head and said, in the name of Jesus Christ, you quoted in Mark chapter 16. Then he said, go back to work. I think so many times we have a personal pity party real quick. And if you're not careful, you'll get mourners and grievers and warriors and they'll all gather real quick about how bad it is. Just stop just a moment. Take God at his word. The scripture said, whose report do you believe? I choose to believe the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. We looked at an absolute catastrophe last week. And I'd say this is more than our hearts can stand. When Brother Joe Reynolds and Sister Mandy's daughter, just a real angel on the earth and we'd known since she was small, maybe even before. I don't know how we absorbed such dark, horrible situations of life. It was only grace that can get us through those trials. We're not immune. As Christians, we're not immune to trouble. Sometimes we think, well, I'm a Christian now. Why does trouble come? Or why does this? You're, you're under Adam's fallen race. And so trouble's going to come. But God said, I'll be with you in trouble. Young lady in an accident, 16 years old, and gone to be with the Lord. It took all of our breath. Many of you, no doubt, wept and cried. And we've sent cards and different things and just to try to encourage and strengthen. We're a body of believers no matter where we're at. Amen. We're a body of believers and we stand strong together. Amen. But whether we realize or not, like my mother or Brother Homer or many of our loved ones that came here, that last breath here was the first breath there. Are you with me? We look at things in the mortal realm. God looks at completely different. He knew what day we'd come on the earth and what day we'd leave. It's not a time to stop and get mad at God because we have troubles. It's time to stop and commit our troubles to God and say, God, you promised that you'd get me over this mountain. You'd take me through this valley. Hallelujah. You're getting it. When a man is inspired and he reads the, reads the inspired words, the two inspirations together gives a result. I want to read that again. When a man is re inspired and he reads the inspired word, 
The two inspirations together gives a result. <clears throat> no matter how well that you study the word, it'll never do you any good till you're inspired yourself. How many of you have ever in the morning you just got an issue coming that day and you, you, come to your, you come to your daily scripture and right laying before you is the answer. I'll never forget I was in, I was in an airport one day and I was standing there and they had canceled my flight I was standing there, and when they canceled my flight, they told me, they said, you're going to be several hours before you'll be able to leave. I was young and traveled, didn't understand everything. Just because you're a passenger don't mean you can fly the plane. Don't mean that you can make the schedule. You're just at their mercy. And so I was kind of aggravated about it. I was kind of like you, aggravated about some of the situation that I had found myself in. I walked down, I walked into a store, walked into a little bookstore there. I walked up to a certain religious counter. I was looking, it was books all the way from the ceiling to the bottom. And I just looked right straight in front of me and I pulled a little old bitty book out and I opened it up to a certain page. And this certain page, it was the right-hand side of the page, said, you're standing in the airport and they've canceled your flight. And you think, God don't know you're standing there. He's got a plan in your life. I bought the book. I bought the book. <laughs> I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm driving down the road and there's a scripture up on the, up on the sign. I don't know who, who had the inspiration to put it there, but sometimes the scripture on that sign responds to the need that I got going on right now. Sometimes I'm listening to Enlighten on the radio and all of a sudden they're singing a song, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. What we need today is an inspiration over us. God's sweeping down with a new inspiration, breathing over us his power, his love, and himself. That might inspire us to quicken and awaken us to his word. And then the word being brought into that spirit of inspiration, then you'll see miracles happen. And things play, take place because two just comes together. Listen, some miracles you can measure by a wheelchair or cancer being set free. But some miracles are just daily miracles. Some miracles are just daily miracles. Not earth shaking, but you know that you know that God worked that out. Somebody ought to help me preach right here. You know that you know that you know that God worked that out. This is either the word of God or it's a deceiving book. It's either right or it's wrong. Every word of God 
is inspired or none of them is inspired. We heard about a woman that she sent away to her son a letter and he was in Bible school. And she sent this letter and told him that she had cancer, didn't have long to live. And she just kind of sent some things along that, that thing and don't, you don't need to come home and that kind of a thing and just told him she didn't have long to live. And remember her in prayer. I'm not going into all of that, but he didn't hear no more. But let's fill in the blank. Brother Branham said there were some sisters from a local church came back down to see her. And they believed that God would confirm his word and, and they had a pastor that would come and anoint with all and she'd get well. So she said, yes, yeah, sure. And so the pastor came, anointed her in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He read to her from Mark chapter 16 and the words in Isaiah 53. And she just got well. Her son came about six months later and they begin to talk and have a discussion and he's coming home from Bible school and seminary. And he said, by the way, Mom, I got a letter about six months from ago from you that, that you were sick and nine to death. And she said, yes. And she began to fill in the blank for him that a man, that sisters came and a pastor came and anointed me with all and the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and I get well. And he said, well, mom, we learned in the seminary that those words are not inspired. And she started dancing all over the place and, and he finally got her settled down and he said, she, he, he said, what's wrong, mom? She said, if, imagine this. If God could do that with the uninspired part, imagine what he could do with the inspired part. You know, there was a woman that would, uh, showed up at a Baptist church. She was a little bit emotional. I shared this at Saskatoon. She was a bit emotional and she was sitting back there and the preacher said something good enough for an amen and she screamed amen. And the deacon tapped her and said, we don't do that here. And after a while, she said, hallelujah, wasn't that wonderful? And the deacon tapped her again and said, we don't do that here. And after a while, she's saying, praise the Lord, hallelujah. And they told her, said, you gotta settle down. And after a while, she was beyond help. And he walked over and said, what in the world's wrong with you? She said, I got the Holy Ghost. He said, you didn't get that here. <laughs> One more to go with that. Brother Ram said of this couple that had a daddy that was one of them, you know, one of them full of the Holy Ghost daddies. And he was all the time emotional. They were keeping him in their home and he'd get emotional. He'd get to reading his Bible and he'd get to shouting and he'd get to dancing. You know what we ought to be doing. And he'd get to dancing, he'd get to shouting and, and they were gonna have a social at their house and they thought, well, you know, we gotta do something with daddy. So they took him up and they, they took his Bible and they took his books and, and they, they put him up in the attic and you know, give him a chair where he'd be comfortable and they were having their social party going. All of a sudden, there's a party going on upstairs. 
And, and she went up and she said, Daddy, I, I took your Bible. I took your books. I, what in the world caused you to be emotional? He said, I got to looking around here. And I got this book here that tells me about oceans. And it says that there's no bottom. They can't find the bottom to some of those oceans. And the scripture said that God cast my sin into the bottom of the sea. Hallelujah. Don't you love the Lord? Because I live, you shall live also. My life will be in you. The works that I do, you'll do also. The church has got to get to that place too. And he promised it would do it. And it will. It's got to come that way. That's what takes place. We got to be that way. Wouldn't it be wonderful if all the people could just take that attitude? Don't question. If God said so, that settles it. Well, Brother Ron, that's easy for you to say. Really? God tells me I'm his son. That should settle the issue of the wrestling match. So how many times does the enemy wrestle with you? You're backslid, God don't love you. Come on, somebody preach with me. If you'd have prayed more, if you'd have studied more, if you'd have... You didn't feel nothing tonight. You almost went to sleep in church. Really? Well, you're in good company. You didn't get nothing out of church. Just wait till tomorrow night. I'm going to go right back tomorrow night and believe that God's going to come down and fill my cup so full it'll overflow down over through the saucer down over the table. Now we get what we expect. We get what we expect. Are you with me? Same church, few weeks later, we didn't have to come two hours early to get our seat. But it's the same God. It's the same God. He's the same word. Are you with me? We experienced something from, with people from Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Louisiana, all over. Are you with me now? And they came and they gathered and we were able to host them while Jesus came and spoke to us along the way. We took from those services and it made us better Christians and strengthened for the journey. But we needed a refilling so we come back at our post of duty. Are you with me tonight? And we stand strong. Yeah. 
If God said so, that settles it. If God said there will be a resurrection, I don't need a scientific formula to try to figure out the timing or the date or how it's going to happen, but this mortal will take on immortality and will be changed in the moment and the twinkle of an eye. God said so. I take him at his word and I believe it. There's people in Israel looking for a Messiah to return. God will send them two prophets. They'll preach to them the message of the hour that you and I have overcome in this day. They will hear the voice that will get them ready for the Messiah. The same as this message got you ready for the rapture and the coming of the Lord. Jesus turned there in the first scripture that we talked about. John came. John did come. You received John, but a greater than John. A greater than Solomon is here. Brother Brandon preached a greater than Solomon is here 23 times. God's greater than prophets. He's greater than kings. He's greater than potentates. And he is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the important one here tonight. He's never on vacation. He's never late. He's always on time. And he's my God. Glory. If God said so, that settles it. If God said that, that makes it right. He's the final voice of all. Of all authority. He has all authority in everything God has. The supreme authority. With God in his words, you don't negotiate. He said, wouldn't you like to live where you're just conscious that the unseen world is right with you all the time? Notice these words. To realize when you walk out here and get in your car, angels take their position by the side of you. When you walk up yonder to that man so unlovingly to you that the Holy Spirit is standing right above you and the angels are all around you. The Bible said that angels of God are compassed, are camped about those. I want you to just notice these words. The angels of God are camped about those. They don't go back to heaven. They camp here. They camp here. You are better protected than Donald Trump. You are better protected than Donald Trump. You're better protected than Ronald Reagan or Obama or Bill Clinton or any of those guys. You're better protected. 
We had a man that came here to church with us and you didn't know it. I knew it, but you didn't know it. But he was a, se a secret service guard of the vice president of the United States, sat in his church for many years. And many of you didn't know it. He would have given his life for the president. He would give his life for the vice president. But there's things he couldn't see. There's things he couldn't see. But let me just say this to you. My guards see it all. <laughs> Ain't that good? Ain't that good? Tell your neighbor, ain't that good? Ain't that good? Ain't that good? So the ladder that you'd have bumped your head on, it moved you over. The car wreck, the mixed up doctor's report, are you with me now? Oh, Brother Ron, but you don't know what I went through. You don't know what you've been kept from. school teachers sitting here tonight in about 15 minutes they could give us a report on things that our children don't have to go through there's children living horror stories and these girls are the best part of those children's life come on church your home is a home of peace and of love and a sound mind. Are you with me? God provides food on your tables and he's given you so many good things around your life and he gives you stability. You don't have to own $10 million house or drive a Mercedes Benz. I want you to understand God is good all the time. children are blessed because we are blessed our children live under a token that watches over our lives our children come to church and maybe don't realize what is going on around them but this word is a protector this word is a sustainer this word is filled with phenomenal promises to it brother Ron I can't explain it all don't need to just say I believe it that don't mean we're mindless bodies to wear that we've got no right to choose. But I take God at his word and I believe it. Give you one more example. When you was a child, you thought your daddy was the greatest in the world. Had the biggest shoulders. He had the curliest hair. Every one of us had the same philosophy. My daddy never lies. He never tells any stories. I hope you was raised in that kind of a home. Brother Bram said he looked up at his father and he said, I looked at his big brawny shoulders. He had the big long curls. And he said, he said, my daddy will live forever. You see, he was a child. And Jesus said, except you become as a little child, 
You'll not inherit the kingdom of heaven. All I know is, is I've got an eternal papa. And I came from him and I'm going back to him. And when I can't hold myself up, he holds a hold of me. And in the darkness of my nights that I have to go through, when I can't see another foot in front of me, I can't see my hand in front of me, he's got a hold of my hand. When I can't feel him and I can't hear him and none of my senses tell me that he's there, his word, his word is enough. His word is enough. If I told you after church tonight to meet me at the back door, you know the kind of man that I am. You found me to be honest. You found me to be transparent. You found me a man to not, not be wavery. And I made you a promise that I'll meet you at the back door and give you this certain amount of money. When the service closed, you would be under expectation to walk out that door. Because I've been honest, I've been faithful, I've stood sure. Now if I would make you that kind of a promise, what about God? What about God? God makes you a promise. And sometimes I just wonder at this. We in our crazy human minds try to figure out God. And we can't afford our meal tomorrow and we try to figure out God. When we first started out, Brother Denny, we couldn't afford what we had. One time I, I remember as a boy, we were, Connie and I were up against it, and I didn't have gas money to get, get to even to work. I called my grandmother and I said, I, I, don't know, I don't know how we got here. We're doing the best that we can, but I don't have gas money to even get to work. If I don't get to work, I, I'm not going to be able to get next week's pay. My grandmother said, well, I don't have any cash, but if you'll pray, I love these words, but if you pray, I'll go look in my pocketbook. I love those words. If you'll pray, I'll go look in my pocketbook. And she came out of the door, and she wasn't one of them that was all, all excited all the time, but when she came out of the door, and she weighed, she was about five foot tall and weighed about 240, 250 in a good, 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 nice day. And she came out waving that $20 bill. She knew it wasn't in there, but we had a host of a channel that knew how to put it there.
so many times after after years and years and years of serving God, don't you never forget where he brought you from. Don't never forget where he brought you from. Are you with me now? And what he kept you from. Oh, Brother Ron, you know, Brother Ron, you know what he saved me from. You've only got part of the picture. It's not just what he saved you from. It's what he kept you from. Because from 21, 22 to 58 years old in sin, I was a mess. But from 21, 22 years old to 58 years old, I can say he's kept me. He's watched over me. He's protected me. Could you say that's true with my life too, Brother Ryan? Can you say that's true with my life? Let's stand to our feet tonight. Can I, can I use you two guys just for a moment? Can I use you two guys just for a moment? You're not married, so it's, so it's good, good, good I can use you right here. We don't know your financial background, so we, I can use you right here. But just suppose these boys had all the wealth the world could have. And they got married. And they married a wife, and they begin to explain the situation of their checkbook. This is only real. This is not real. This is a story. We only give a preliminary. You can buy anything you wanted. So the wife said, well, would it be all right today if I go buy some groceries? It's in the checkbook. Just go, just go buy it. Oh, yeah. That gets pretty handy after a while. Well, it'd be all right next week if I go buy some groceries. It's in the checkbook. Just go get it. You know, after a while, you go, hmm. It's unlimited account. Hmm. Would it be all right if I buy a dress? It's in the checkbook. After a while, you kind of get used to that. It's in the checkbook. I think I'll buy a card today. Sorry, I bought a car. I got I got under a spirit and I bought a car. How unreal does that seem? I mean, really, how unreal does you know for children they don't understand, but how unreal does that seem? Says Sean, how unreal does that seem? But that'd be pretty good, wouldn't it? Would that be would that be pretty good, Sister Barbara? You've got it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. You've got it. God will supply all. It don't mean you'll drive Jaguars. 
But when you walk into the doctor's office and he gives you a bad report, you read Isaiah 53. Are you with me? And you start taking the promises and it feels like your, young, your children are being stole away from you. You just apply the promises. And you write out a check. You just, it's unlimited. Well, we had an incredible powerful service tonight. I don't know if we'll have a, I don't know about tomorrow. I don't know if it'll be as powerful tomorrow. Really? It's an unlimited power. When God saves the worst sinner in the world, it does not diminish his power any. When God heals the worst cancer patient in the world, it does not diminish his healing power of the blood of Jesus Christ any. How many seen Sister Elena, her testimony that's online? I hope you've been able to see that. Sister Elena stood right here, just, just a beautiful young lady. And if you've got to see the pictures that took place, she stood here, what a testimony that that was. And here stood Mariah here, and we held Isaac up over top of you. I, I could hold up some of you, but I can't get you up there. <laughs> but when God healed you, it didn't diminish his power none. When God healed Elena that day when she was running all over the church without the power to even run. When God healed her, the same day some of you were calling out. And that's God rich in his mercy and his omniscience and in his power, he can heal. The same God in Australia is the same God right here tonight. We should have stayed in Egypt. We should have stayed in Egypt. You can have a negative testimony if you want to. But that God told me, today the enemies that I look at, I won't see them no more. They're not coming back. You understand when God destroys something, they ain't coming back. <laughs> they ain't coming back. Won't you just tell the devil right now that you've been fighting, you ain't coming back. The God that I serve can so destroy you, he ain't coming back. You remember that song, We Got the Power in the Name of Jesus. We Got the Power in the Name of Jesus. We've got the power in the name of Jesus. We've got the power in the name of the Lord.
hearts tonight.
If Wormwood was standing here tonight, we'd all go out of this building. Woo! I would be too. The angel himself was here. But greater than archangels are standing in the pew beside of you. church he walked up to me and he said when I was running the beach and they turned us loose I ran out of the back of that boat and the water was turning red and I was running through bodies and he thought every step I'm going to die every step I'm going to die every step I'm going to die he said his feet hit the sand and his body's laying everywhere and he said every step I thought I was going to die and he said I made it to the wall he said I never did understand why I made it until I came to this church when I held that grain of sand in my hand I thought about Max Evans God who is so rich in mercy he sees all your trials and all your situations of love and he knows how to get you here and how to watch over your life to this
light of day I know how peaches find He knows my name step that I take, every move that I make, every tear that I cry, and He knows my name, when I'm overwhelmed by the pain, I can't see the light of day.
Lord. So we speak to our mountains and we use our voices tonight now. Lord, we take you at your word. Bless this audience, Father. These are your children. We pray that you minister to them in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Won't you tell your neighbor, I believe. He knows my name. Every step that I take, every move that I make, every tear that I've my name when I am overwhelmed by the pain I can't see the light of day I know I'll be just fine and he knows my name every step that I take every that I made every tear that I cried and he knows my name when I am overwhelmed by the pain I can't see the light of day I know I'll be just fine Miss tonight.